0: What it is? What's up? Gotcha podcast in the cut. The Telesis, a societal podcast, and um, a couple of these best projects I've heard this week are, as you can probably expect, not from this week. If you follow this podcast long enough, usually they aren't. But a couple of them were very, more recent. uh, Very, more recent. More recent. So um, I'm going to follow the little format the previous one, in which I basically list them, kind of a couple thoughts and. Just get out of here, you know, I think that would be more conducive to the way people listen to podcasts versus just rambling and trying to kind of poorly enunciate, you know, my various thoughts about these because I just don't think people care enough. So stay for 10 minutes. So after the break, uh, we'll be talking about uh, Deerhoof, Rihanna, and the God Fahim slash your old Drood. If those interest you, please stay after the break. Okay, so this one is going to be funny because initially I was listening to this with the idea of doing actually a separate podcast episode and critiquing it um, about a month ago. Um, but I actually did the album an entire listen and okay, the first half, I don't, I don't give it one listen. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I will give it one listen. But the second half of this is like like prime pop prime mainstream pop of that decade especially uh just a lot of variety of vocal talent um some of her earlier music rihanna um i was a big fan of there's one particular album uh that contains most of her big hits from the 2000s let's see i think it's good girl gone bad i believe this is like the last one before she kind of went crazy yeah, Umbrella, Don't Stop the Music, Breaking Dishes, Shut Up and Drive, Drive, Drive. Yeah, this this one's a classic. And we have probably a, a couple of like, close to classic talent uh projects. But auntie was supposed to be kind of billed, as, especially by KTT dudes who... Listen, KTT dudes have a lot of good opinions on music, especially the farther back you go. More recently, I don't know. But there it takes sometimes an artist in the pop in female uh, lanes, sometimes it's just BS. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, comparing Auntie to Blonde, as some did uh, back that year, and as times progressed, it's a little bit ridiculous. But this does have a very good stretch. And I would say, you know, Need Me is cool. Uh, yeah, I said, I don't really remember too much. But same old mistakes, Tom and Paula covered, uh, which is what, honestly, God brought me to listen to this. Fantastic song, and then uh, Love in the Brain is probably the high of this project. uh Some of the established hits, Sets for Me, Work, Desperado, uh, also very good songs. Definitely would recommend listening to this if you like. You know, pretty much, I mean, like, let's, let's, anybody's gonna listen to Antibot now has listened to it, but I think it is a. Elite pop, uh, it has some elite pop moments now. 50 minutes, uh, a little bit of fat there, but I recommend listening to it. Uh, female or not, female comparison. I've already spoiled and stuff and make myself look like a misogynist. Player comparison. I'm going to do a female because it's a female project. Uh, I would go with um, the woman that that won the, the, the title for Mississippi State, uh, Asia Wilson. I'll go with Asia Wilson. All right, let's go on to... Well, you'll see. All right, so this next project uh, won't have uh, the same level of approachability as far as artist name and established value, but I really do like at least one of these casts, and I, I think I'm coming to like the other one. So a collaborative effort between New York artist Yoro Droog and an individual he started working with uh, the past couple of years, Uh, the god Fahim, um, I don't know where he's from exactly, but I've listened to him a multitude of times on uh, Mark Hami, who I believe is based on a take tape uh, track, Um, his brother, uh, his brother's with Mark Hami. Mark Hami is probably one of the most unique and engaging uh, artists from my uh, music perspective of the past probably like that whole like you think of that post that, that early 2010 sound where you had the Action Bronsons and the Pro Eras and the Our Futures all those when, when those cats became old like back like, I guess like 2015 2016 and you had the the Griselda's and the, the uh, Slums come to um, kind of uh, take their mantle I think that Mark Homme, even though he's not in a group, kind of had his own level of market share as comparable to those other uh, groups. And Fahim is not nearly as interesting an artist, but he is a lyricist. He, he can spit. Uh, I feel like he... Sometimes I don't think I get the most versatility when I'm listening to him. Um, and I was just a lot of times where on some of these more thematic tracks... I think that Drew can kind of reach out there farther than he can, but this this project did do a lot to me to see that Fahim isn't just like a spitter, right? Like, you got your modern M&Ms and, uh, you know, your, your kind of ASAP rocks where you kind of just wrapped the fucking rap. It's like, that's cool, but, like, it kind of needs to be like, a uh, you know, some kind of theme, something to engage you in, um, some stuff, some, some substance. And... On tracks like Stones and Rocks, uh, a lot of, of slowback songs here. Value. Um, a couple songs that kind of actually speak to something. The Poverty B bothers me. I think it would be probably a high. And I think there's no coincidence. It features my Um, Those are songs where I think he does do a, a good job of rapping about kind of like the come up and all those things. and Probably every lane he is comfortable driving in. Drew does just as well. I don't think there's any track off of here where I can remember... I listened to this earlier this morning. I don't think there's any track I can remember where Droog got ate by Fahim. Um, I... Val... I don't know. I have to go back and listen to something like the canon and meditation. Gupta, uh, Fahim did well in that. But I just... I can think of any track where I think Fahim got the best of Drug Now, when I thought about Droog's own discography that featured Fahim I don't think there's any track where I can think and there's a ton of good ones that feature both of them on there I can't think of one where I can remember Fahim and the best Drew um, Pravda is one that features about five artists uh, it's probably the, the it is a song that got me introduced to Fahim it was a fantastic verse by that guy uh, but don't know if I'd say it was better than Drew's um, I think no, I was gonna say BD. Uh, New Religion features the three of them Fahim, um, Droog, and Hami. And uh, I, I would say that Fahim and um, Fahim's probably third in that song, but he did pretty well too. But yeah, I think these two have really uh, interesting pairing. Uh, a lot of the kind of sounds of their projects is shaped by Hami, even when he's like not necessarily rapping on there i think he's a part as a producer as well and um if you listen to the Wapcon con joji song a uh, project i think i also mentioned in a previous one of these episodes um definitely some similarities between the sound of that and moments on this project so you know just going there knowing that you know you probably don't know any of the three artists i mentioned uh but you should definitely have to check out I Me, mean, you like lyricism um kind of engaging production that tends to ride the melancholy uh more often than not i mean even the i mean look at the cover i mean that's very very melancholy uh but even with that being the case i I think it's always very engaging i think that's something that homie always does a good job of assuming that he shaped the production of this product, he may not have but assuming he did uh it features a lot of the Elements that makes his albums engaging even just like there's no vocals on there. There's moments on this product. There's no vocals um, so Basketball comparison I Would say Damian Lillard and Lamarcus Aldridge. That's that's where I'm gonna go on that one. All right, let's let's close this out It really to my description of certain non hip-hop and contemporary R&B projects you may notice that sometimes my descriptors and and genre, um, uh, mismatching so to speak, of certain projects fails to really describe anything correctly, <laughs> and uh, I I I think that I think I'm gonna do a pretty poor job of this one. Uh, Deerhoof's future teenage cave artist is probably. So, (laughs) I I I can't I can't describe this album. I'm be honest with you. I I see online they're kind of called an indie pop indie rock act. Okay, I mean I feel like it doesn't give them enough credit, but essentially it's supposed to be like this future dystopian, and lending to that theme, um, the cover is some monster that through the lens of iPhone uh 11 camera is torturing some guy and then if you listen to the production yeah i mean this dystopian theme i think it's presented quite succinctly uh often uh the vocalist and the effects they use i'm assuming they use effects on the vocals i just played for you it's fucking incredible. I don't know what the fuck to say about this woman. Is fucking sensational as a lead uh, vocalist. Um, I can't tell what the fuck they say most of this. I, I, I probably played songs off this album uh, mainly the two songs I played earlier, but there's another songs too. I, I probably played it like forty times in the past couple of months. I really wanted like try to get this album down. I want. I tried my heart. I tried my hardest to get this album down. I refuse to let this album go. I tried my hardest to understand it. And the thing is, this is still one of the best products from twenty twenty that came out. And I don't understand the fucking lyrics. And this is this is an album that paints a lot lyrically. I've seen it online. I just don't know what it's saying while actually listening to it. Even then, the 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 guitars uh the the wailing that goes on i mean fucking vocals is fucking this song is that's the first song future teenage cave artist the title track she has fucking addicting vocals bro i don't know what the fuck she's singing but as it just sounds so fucking pleasing to the ear I don't know. This, this is probably if I had to redo my twenty twenty albums, it'd probably be in my top ten. And I I have only heard it for two months. It's like I not mean, even a full two months. It's really good. Uh fuck for player comparison. Um God, you need some fucker with like a, a fucking full long ass beard. Um and just a lack of grasp on American Standards someone who's ahead of this time, but at like the same time, like looks like he's from fucking 27 years ago. Oh my god! Oh, um, I already use a bonus. bonus. I can't use that one again. I think I want to use that one. I think I've already used that one. Um, can I use Chris Mullen? He's not necessarily American, but I mean, he is American, and this Alan doesn't feel American, is what I kind of want to say. It feels like something from like a fucking cave. As future teenage cave artist, so, um, Chris Mullen, ah, God, um, Bobo, we will go Bobo. If it, that's not a racial epithet. It, we're going Bobo because Bobo is ahead of was ahead of his time, um, and was too short. Like this this project, while having some moments towards the back end, I'm not the biggest fan of. is it. still too short. Bobo, future teenage cave artist by Deerhoof. Episode 15. Hope you enjoy. Uh, Peace.